This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Live from Expo 2020 Dubai. Hi guys, it's Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd. Welcome along to this podcast. Now, we were super excited this week. We were down at Expo 2020 and Lee John, the lead singer of the 80s band Imagination, came to talk to us about his incredible career and he even actually sang a few bars as well. Uh, we also checked in at the World Expo Museum. Some of the world's most incredible inventions have started at Expos and we had the ladies in the studio to tell us all about them. Nada Badran took us on another wander around several pavilions and we also checked in at Singapore and even tasted a little bit of curry crab. All coming up on this podcast. Enjoy it. And don't forget to join me live on the show weekdays from 11 o'clock, only on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hustle, feeling like someone. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live from Expo 2020 Dubai. Yeah, welcome into the second hour of the show. We are here, of course, through until 2 o'clock on Lunch with Lloyd, live from Expo 2020. Now, we are going to get into the groove right now, Punam. I'm going to go back to my youth. Me too. The number of times I've danced in a discotheque (laughs) to this song. Let me tell you, my flared trousers, flowery shirts, tank tops dancing to this tune. We're going to be talking to the lead singer of Imagination, Lee Jong, coming up next, live here on Dubai Eye 103.8. Tell you what, you've still got the moves there, Pun. I'm uh, dancing along oh, to that tune. But I'm dancing with the man himself. It's so cool. Lee John, welcome. Welcome Illusion. to the Illusion. Oh, doesn't it sound fantastic? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the 1980s, the memories of when that came out. Oh. You were a superstar, man. Oh, I still know. am, baby. I still oh. am. <laughs> That the, the, the SS has not gone from no, me. I bet it's not. Um, uh, it's great to have you back uh, in Thank Dubai. You. We'll talk about the show that you're going to be doing a little bit. But just tell me about those years of the 80s when you were on top of the pops, you know, how imagination came together. Well, it was a great experience. I mean, you know, we started, um, oh gosh, I was uh, from the late 70s. I was in various different groups. Yeah. And um, I actually did a recording with the producer Trevor Horn. Oh, wow. And it was a track called Gotta Be Good that never got released. And uh, my, my A&R guy, Morgan, Morgan Khan, he liked the song and, and, one, and signed me. And then took the track to America for it to get remixed and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And they lost it. They lost the master. What? Oh, no. It was the days of the big tapes and yeah, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. And so to suffice me, they introduced me to Tony Swain, who was my producer. And he gave me a piece of music to write the lyrics to something. And uh, I went home that night on my mom's kitchen table. I remember in Hornsey Road, North London. <laughs> I wrote uh, the lyrics to Body Talk, to Body Talk. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that. Yeah. And at that time, I was in about three different bands. I was a working musician singer. Okay. So Ashley was working with me in one band, and then Errol was working in another. And then they asked me what I wanted to do, because I, think I didn't trust the record company after that. They lost my master tape. Oh, yeah. And then I decided, you know what? Just in case it doesn't work, I'll form a group and see what happens. And that's what happened. And then Body Talk got um, 
uh, it's on a white label. In those days, white labels were those white vinyl discs that you gave out to all the DJs. Yeah, you didn't yeah. know what was on you it. You didn't know what was oh. on it. And everybody thought we were a group from America. Everybody thought Imagination was an American group. Do you know group. what? I can, I can see that people get that confused. Mm. I don't know why, but your voice is so... It feels very American. It is. I mean, I lived in America for five years as a kid, so I, I picked up a lot of the isms. And uh, even when we travel, I mean, I've done loads of tours, uh, especially with Earth, Wind & Fire and Cool in the Gang. Wow. We've done like shows oh, together. Wow. And they always think that Imagination is, is, is an American yeah. group. And I say, no, I'm from North London, mate, down the road for the Arsenal. You know what I mean? <laughs> Arsenal support. So right? you've toured with Earth, Wind & Fire. Oh, yeah. And Cool in the Gang and, and Nile Rogers. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever met Prince? I did. No! Yeah, I did. I met Prince when he was doing his Dirty Minds album. <gasps> and he was in, in High Street, Kensington Market. So uh, I'm not going to say much more because I'm in the beginnings of writing a book. Finally, can we, can we with me. After? I knew there was so. a reason you wore purple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my my mango. Was it mangrove? mangrove. Yeah, this is, a, this is a steel band group yeah. from from West uh, from West London, and uh, they gave me this T-shirt. In actual fact, we were doing um, the Gorilla show, yeah. and they were on it. Um, Damon and all the team from the Gorillas were doing this huge thing with with um, steel bands. And they had these fantastic T-shirts, you know, Mangrove yeah. T-shirts. So I thought, I've got to get one of these, yeah. you know. So they gave me one. So yeah. I'm supporting Mangrove. So here we are at Expo 2020. It's fantastic Back here. out in Dubai. Wow. I mean, you've done a few gigs, haven't you, uh, here in Dubai? I have. I've done the whole Gulf Coast. I've done Bahrain. I've done Abu Dhabi. I've gone do, done... I've done Dubai. Yeah. I was going to say Dubai's done me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's been fantastic. And, and uh, it's, it, coming back here, it's, it's really changed. It's radically changed. It's like huge. It's like, uh, I mean, right now watching this es- expo, yeah. it's like, a, it's like um, something out of the Jetsons. I know. You know it's like know. really scientific. And uh, it's great being back in Dubai. I've got friends here. I've yeah. got friends here as well who live here. Yeah. And uh, I've got a big, big shout out to Chris and Stacy and all the friends uh, in their villa. You know, um, Chris Sheaves being Stacy Cartwright. Got to thank them because they've got a wonderful place and we've been just in, in, enjoying it. But we're going to be going onto the ship very soon, the Virtuoso, which is going to be named quite shortly by the wonderful Sophie Lorraine. Wow. She's naming the ship, and we're doing a special show on Saturday night at the new, is it the new port? Yes, mm-hmm. Port yes. Saeed, yeah. I think. And this, this ship is like, I think it's a combination of Harrods and <laughs> Harrods and, and Harrods. More Harrods. It's, 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 yeah. like, it's like a fantastic ship, um, and MFC have invited us to perform on, on, on the ship with them. We've done a show with them before with Craig David and Nile Rogers before, and who else was on there? Oh, Andrea Botticelli. So they've kindly asked us to come back again and repeat another performance. Are you going to be singing your classics? I'll be doing all the hits and more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a career you've had. I mean, you're just saying you're celebrating, is it 40, 40 years? 40 years, yeah, 40 years. 40 years. 40 years in the I business. Know. Body Talk was 40 years. Next year was in the heat of the night and music and lights and flashback and in and out of love and, you know, in the heat of the night. And they're like my babies, these what, songs. What, what do you think of the music industry right now? Like, who do you actually really like? Um, I like the Grammy Award winning artist and my brain, his brain is gone. Um, male, uh, female? T- t- uh, male. Uh, he's he's uh, t- t- Tim. Um, he plays on a TV show. Um, he plays music. Um, he's re- I, he dresses crazy. I love that. Um, what's his name again? Um, hold on. Hold we'll on. We'll hold have, on. We'll have th- hold I'll, t- on. T- I'll tell you what, we'll go to a break yeah, and, and, and we'll come back and he'll have got it. It'll, I'll it'll have come back. Definitely. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. <laughs> 
Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show. I think you can tell from our voices we're very excited to uh, have Lee John of Imagination um, joining us on the show. And a message just come along saying Arsenal represented on, on the programme today. <laughs> I, I've got to ask you about football. Where's your allegiance? Have you got any? It's Arsenal. It's Arsenal, it's is it? Arsenal. Yeah, my yeah. mum. My, I, I must say, I, uh, my mum said I was a traitor because years ago I, I was offered to do a, a show in the south of France, all expensive paid for, okay. to, for Tottenham. Oh. And, and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum said, because she's a Arsenal fan, so she said, traitor. Yeah. Now, of course, um, you know, we played uh, Just an Illusion, Body Talk, absolute epic songs. But I want to play something, uh, a collaboration with the Gorillas, The Lost Chord. Uh, featuring Lee John. Let's have a little clip. voice is just so right in the pocket and it's it's just beautiful i mean tell me about how you honed that sound is that hitting falsetto there yeah of that's course. It's, it's it's become very natural to me it's it's for me um i have a very full range and uh, even with the imagination songs i've always been doing all the harmonies and stuff and, and yeah the early days i'd assign ashley bits for him to do um but i've always you know sang all different tones you know i've done jazz i've done reggae i've done mm. all different sorts of uh of, it's for me the the voice is like a, a a brass it's like a string and that's how i interpret when i'm singing so therefore i'm, I'm hearing things in harmonic all the t- blends all the time yeah, so yeah. um you know I've, I've come into my own self so you know when i was working with damon i was singing in another tone going like you know come into the garden oh yeah we want that yeah yeah like them <laughs> but then we want to hear that they want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So it was like sometimes when I'm working people, they want to hear that sound, you know, that they know that's familiar to them. Yeah. And, um, and I ran away from it for a while. I was singing certain songs and recording songs in different keys. So I didn't sound like you knew me, you know, like you. So and then I thought, you know what? OK, it's time. People want to hear that sound. It, it, it kind of evokes certain things, mm, mm. you know. Um, and music does that for you. I mean, even during our lockdown period, I was communicating and doing a lot of Q&A things with with bands and young musicians and trying to help them and give them advice. And, um, and they would go online and, and check out what I'd done before, you know, all the imagination stuff. And, uh, and for me, I think my, my 40 years in the business, my job now is kind of uplifting and trying to take people in a positive way. And music does that, performance does that. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun right now. I'm just doing what yeah. I've got to do. I've been working on film productions. Um, I've been working on a film called Flashback, the history of UK bl- British black music for the last 10 years. So we should be finished with it now. <laughs> I mean, it's taking your time. It's taking a time. But I've done other films. I mean, that documentary, we're nearly finished. But I've also done one about St. Lucia, where my parents come from. Okay. I've also done a special uh, documentary about the community, people in the community, life stories called Police and Thieves. Um, I've done three documentaries for SOS Children, which I'm a patron for in Zambia, Tunisia, and Zambia, Tunisia, and South Africa. Yeah, we have to remember that. And when I did my jazz album, it was the first venture that I did the making of Feel My Soul, which was in um, Toulouse, uh, not Toulouse, in 
in in he's traveled it? so much he's getting i'm confused. forgetting places know. you know I, I, you know it's like Roch, rochefort it was rochefort near la rochelle that's where we did, recorded it because it was very famous this town where we recorded this album um there was a film called la dame mademoiselle de rochefort and it had gene kelly in it mm. one of the last films he did in french yeah and so the town was very famous. So I've broadened my musicality uh, in, in, in areas. I've, I've done something with um, Osb- um, William Orbit. Yeah, that's coming out in June. It's a lovely song called Soul Speaks. I'm William Orbit has his own kind of style. Well, he did Madonna's Ray yeah. of Light and, yeah. and, and Frozen, which I love. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, why am I not on your album? And he said to me, literally, yeah, why aren't you not on my album? <laughs> Let's do something. Yeah. And so he sent me an idea on the for Wednesday, and by the Friday, I'd done it. And Amazing. literally, I said, do you like it? Are you sure you like it? And he said, yes, let's do it. Wow. And, and uh, it's called Soul Speaks. So I'm, fingers crossed it may be the single for next year. Wow. So Brilliant. there's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. I've got a track out right now um, in the dance charts, uh, Victor Simonelli and myself called... Um, Feels so good. Can Feels we have a, let's so have, good. Oh, wow, well, we've got the real thing. Let's, let's have a little clip of that. Oh yeah, we're having a lot of fun here in our studios with uh, with Lee John. I love your dancing there. Yeah, I know. It's very Saturday Night Fever, wasn't it? It was, especially the point. You know, you know, you've got to get a few spins in. Yeah. Um, you know. So, uh, loving your music to this day. Thank uh, you as well, Lee. Um, so, what's next on the agenda? You're doing this show here in Dubai. Yes, what's, yes, what's yes. coming so up for the rest of the we year? We are doing. We're going to be starting some uh, 40th anniversary tours. Okay. Um, and I'm doing a very special for those of who live in Paris or intend to go to Paris. I'm doing uh, on May the 10th, a special show at the Olympia in Paris. Okay. With the Gibson Brothers, if you remember the Gibson Brothers, they're supporting me on that. Yeah. Uh, what was their big Cuba? Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just want to ask you about uh, singers that you admired as well okay. back in the day. I mean, I was a big okay. Philip Bailey fan. Okay. Still am. The stylistics okay. were up my alley. What were you listening to as a young oh, guy? Oh, gosh. Um, Prince. Yeah. yeah. Listen to Prince. Um, in the 80s, it was. Uh, Oh my goodness! I remember the. For me, one of the albums that epitomizes the '80s technically, yeah. because it was like when the '80s finished. I thought, what was the album, or what had that sound? And it was Grace Jones's "Slave to the Rhythm." Yeah, oh. yeah. It had the whole. I mean, it was one song. It was all the way, the way through the whole album, and it just had all the, just the, the 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 technical side of it. Mm. Just said said this is the '80s for me. 
But there were so many talented people. Everybody was very different and original, I found, in the 80s. Nowadays, everybody kind of looks yeah. the same. They've all got the same lips and, and butt. <laughs> and, you were, know. You, were you into Sade? Oh, yes. My favorite Sade album is Lo Love Deluxe. Yes. I love Amazing. that. I, even today, I play that album. Yeah. You sit down and it sets you in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. And she stands out because she has her own style. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what's so unique. Yeah. You know, you can't really do a, 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 a remix of her songs. It's just, it's really there. I'm not finding a lot of classic people, but I do like John Baptiste. Mm, That's really, the one you were thinking about. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking on. about him. Yeah. And he, you know, he, I love his craziness, but he does some really serious stuff as well. And I love his, cl his clothes are great. <laughs> like me, I like the clothes. So he's really good. I he's was going to say about your clothes. I remember watching you on Top of the Pops. So when you when you perform now, are they still quite shiny, outrageous? <laughs> shiny, outrageous. <laughs> there was a lot of sequins around, <laughs> wasn't there? There's, I do have a little touch of sequin now and then. I, you know, I just, you know, I do expose you to a little touch of sequin yeah. now and then. But uh, I, le I, mean, I think a lot of the kids have kind of. Um, copied a lot of our designs. I know the designer of Lady Gaga had, had mm. actually said that they'd seen my one-legged outfit and they oh. copied that for her dancers. And uh, Sister Sisters, um, the main guy came up to me and said he was looking for ideas and watching our videos and uh, they extracted stuff from what we did. So a fashionista to the Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. You know, my, yeah. my, my glitter headband. Everyone's you know? going to be wearing these purple T-shirts. I'm a mangrove. I'll you tell know. you very quickly, what really shines through is you're still so happy yeah. oh, being in the music you. business. It's not got jaded. It's not got tight. Okay, I'll do it for the money no no it's no, not no, that no, at all no. is it I, you know I, I came into the industry and as long as i'm working and doing something creative and, and and making people happy at the same time and i enjoy it we do a lot of preparation before a show like the show we're doing on saturday it's a lot there's been a lot of preparation for that yeah because it's a great event um and i'm it's bringing me back into dubai dubai we've had a lot of meetings with people so we're hoping to do some more shows uh, in dubai and and the other uh, emirates states as well in the near future and maybe even here great stuff well lee john it's been an absolute honor to have you in our studio thank you such a super guy full of uh, just just pours out of I the love music. the energy he radiates <laughs> pours out yeah. and you, by the, you can leave your t-shirt if you like <laughs> as well thank you so much for joining us on the thank show that's you. Lee John of Imagination you're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8 yes indeed you are welcome back to the show Lunch with Lloyd through until 2 o'clock we are live here at uh, Expo 2020 now definitely one of the pavilions that we all need to visit here is the World Expo Museum because it displays exhibitions from expos from over the years. And uh, joining me now from the uh, pavilion is Limang Ma. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And we've also got uh, the media um, liaison officer and coordinator, Mariam Jin. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for coming along to, to chat to us. So um, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the, the museum. I know that the first ever World Expo was known as the Great Exhibition. It took place back in London in 1851. So do we have anything on display from the very first ever Expo? Yes, uh, the most notable, uh, the first pavilion, the Crystal Palace from Expo 1851. It was made entirely of glass and yeah. iron, yeah. Um, and it only took nine months for them to construct. And at this time, instead of having their own pavilions, the countries had different sections within the Crystal Palace. They gathered 25 nations here, which was a lot for them. It was really the Industrial Revolution, which heralded the start of the Great Exhibition. And what's really amazing is the architect, he 
built greenhouses. So this was his inspiration. He actually traveled to the Amazon and he saw these giant water lilies. So he wanted to create a building which was inspired by biomorphic architecture, imitating nature. So the veins wow. in the building and the windows that you see are inspired by the uh, giant water lilies in the Amazon, around 200 pounds. And this year's uh, UAE pavilion really echoes that, uh, the biomorphic architecture which imitates a falcon. That's amazing, isn't it? That you've got something from the very first ever um, world exhibition, which is, is just fantastic. Uh, what, what other things can we see um, in the, the Expo Museum? Yes, so we have the Eiffel Tower, the worldwide known mon monument in the history, and that is specifically built for Expo 1889 in Paris to commemorate the 100th anniversary of French Revolution. And Gustave Eiffel is a civil engineer who built the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. So in the first week of the exhibition in 1889, there were almost 30,000 visitors who climbed the tower to the viewing platform. And you know, at that time, the elevators were not yet in service, but and they so they had to go upstairs. Yes, they have to <laughs> climb by a like a narrow, windy stairways. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so you've got that uh, over over here. Um, what what other things? What are some of your favorite um, things that you can find in uh, in the Expo Museum? Yes, uh, so the thing we love to say is that our most treasured exhibitions are not in glass showcases. They're already a part of our everyday lives, which just shows how pervasive expos have been over the years. Yeah. But some fascinating things are uh, the first Mercedes-Benz car, which actually was also at the Expo of 1889. They drove it around the base of the Eiffel Tower while listening to sounds from the graphophone, another new invention of said Expo. We also have the first Kodak camera, the first film camera, the telephone invented by Alexander Graham Bell, yep. saxophone, the typewriter, the first airplane. Um, so there's just been so many. You've countless. got the saxophone. That's yes. my favorite <laughs> instrument. Oh, wonderful. So you've got you've got the, the the one that was invented, the, the saxophone. Yes, yeah. we we love the saxophone as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, how long does it take to get around at the museum? You know, if you're going to come for a visit. Um, how long will it take us to enjoy it all? Yeah, it takes around 15 minutes. Uh, it's a quick whiplash journey through history, mm -hmm. but every moment is very enriching. Each of the monuments and inventions that we showcase could be their own museum. Um, so to be able to talk to them in such a short time, uh, we're, we're really excited and passionate about Expo history. So yeah. anyone who comes through, just be ready for a nerdy time. Well, I mean, where did you learn all, all your knowledge about Expo history? How did you first get you know, fascinated by Expos? Yeah, so um, the first expo that I attended was 2010 Shanghai. So I haven't been to that many expos, really. Oh, right. But um, there's a book published by the museum, the World Expo Museum, which is the official museum of the Bureau International des Expositions. It's called Expos, a Microcosm of Civilization. And what they really mean by that is each expo is a reflection of the era that it occurred in. It was a response to what was uh, most pertinent in regards to international ambitions, um, pressing issues of the time, and uh, what people felt was needed. For example, when the first airplane was invented, um, we know the Wright Flyer as the most famous airplane. Mm. But at the same time, in Brazil, Santos Dumont also invented a biplane. Um, it was kind of a, a little bit of a race. However, there was no copyright infringement. Yes, yeah. yeah. It was more of a collective conscious response to what they felt humankind was needing at the time. 
Uh, so what have your thoughts been on Expo? How, how have you um, enjoyed it, um, Expo, so far? Yeah, so Expo 2020 Dubai is my first Expo. And really? I'm, it's yes, your first one? Yes, it's like really um, heartwarming thought because uh, people gather together under, um, like, you know, the COVID-19, people still have the travel ban, but they still try to gather here. And yeah. we have 192 countries. They celebrate this big mega events together, which is really amazing. And we can see the mobility district, the sustainability district, and like this three sub themes district represents the people's desire to overcome the current issues of humankind. Well, have you got, been to visit pavilions yourself? Have you got any favorite ones that you've really enjoyed visiting? Oh, it's so hard to pick a favorite, uh, but the themed pavilions themselves are amazing. Yeah. I love that Dubai has brought back so many thematic pavilions. The first women's pavilion since 1900. Yeah. That's really? really special. Yeah. Um, and of course, the pavilions that um, are really interactive and engaging, like the Luxembourg slide and all the fun games at the German pavilion. Mm -hmm. um, but really, I really enjoyed the smaller pavilions. Um, I think that just the utilization of space, you can really um, tell the heart and soul of the people. But I, th I think, you know, if, if we're coming to Expo, and I've got to put this right because I've not visited uh, your museum yet, it really is something that you've got to see, isn't it, to, to feel the history of it? Yeah, we like to say that it's a good way to start your Expo journey just by taking a quick glance back in time so that you can understand what we're really trying to look forward to at Expo 2020 Dubai with connecting minds and creating the future. Yeah, and where can we find you? Which location is, uh, is Expo in? Yes, so we are at the Mobility District, is uh, between the Mongolia Pavilion and Antigua and Barbuda, and it's really close to Russia and Peru Pavilion. Oh, I pass Russia every time I go and get the metro, so oh. you're close to that. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful sight. Right, I've got to drop in and, and catch you guys. A, a real pleasure to talk to you, uh, Miriam, and, uh, and once again, uh, uh, Limeng, and we wish you well for the rest of, uh, of the time that you're going to spend here at Expo 2020, and thanks for telling us all about the museum. And remind me again about that book, what that book is called. Yes, it's called A Microcosm of Civilization. Right, I need to pick that up and read it. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Yes, indeed. Welcome back uh, to the show. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure on a Wednesday to welcome uh, to the show uh, Nada from Wanda with Nada, who's uh, really getting around uh, the uh, Expo um, Centre. It's a beautiful day today, isn't it? Lots of uh, school children coming for the school trips. Yes, it is. And indeed, it is busy. It's a busy one, isn't mm -hmm. it? Which is fantastic for uh, Expo. Uh, now, you are always a busy lady and getting around uh, various pavilions. Uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is a country that I've been lucky enough to actually visit the country. So where are you taking me first? To the Dominican Republic. Yeah, the Dominican Republic shares, uh, it's the, the island of Hispaniola and mm -hmm. it shares it with Haiti. So one half of the country is Haiti and the other half is the Dominican Republic. Exactly. So I actually didn't know that. Um, I learned that when I visited um, and the the sort of the story there was that they actually have an annual carnival which happens around February and March mm -hmm. so it's right before Lent yeah 
And they do it to really celebrate their independence from Haiti, not from Spain, which apparently ruled the entire island of Hispaniola yeah. for 22 years in the 19th century. Really? So that I didn't know. So like you N said nice now. Nice history lesson. Yeah. It is. <laughs> so what people do uh, is that they actually dress up in these grotesquely beautiful, incredibly decorated demon costumes. Okay. So they're basically satires of the devil. Uh, they're called Diablo Cojuelo, which means uh, limping devil. So these costumes are made in workshops by people who have been honing the skill for years. And the word carnival is said to come from the Latin carne vale, which is a farewell to meat, which explains why it was traditionally celebrated before Lent, right? Mm -hmm. But in the Dominican Republic, it's also become very closely associated with Independence Day from Haiti. Uh, interesting. We used to call there on on our cruise ships um, when I was uh, bobbing around the ocean in, in the Caribbean. And uh, yeah, it was a very interesting island to go to. You can see all the Spanish uh, history um, around in the architecture and, you know, lots of kind of statues um, in the in the city, which uh, the capital is Santo Domingo. That is the capital city. And I guess that's probably where this, um, you know, this carnival takes place. But the colors and the, the, the designs of, of these dresses are just amazing. Incredibly vibrant. You're right. Uh, and it does have happen in uh, the capital, but it also has a few other smaller cities also hosting something yeah. small so that everyone around the country celebrates. Okay. Uh, so it's certainly a festive occasion. All right. And what's the actual pavilion uh, like uh, that's, that you visited? The Dominican yeah. Republic? Yeah. It's, it's one of the ones uh, just relatively close and nearby. Um, from the outside, it's not got much of a decorative sort of okay. uh, appeal to it, but Inside is where the magic is. Right. Uh, so you get to see statues of these uh, costumes, the, yeah. the devil costumes, and you get to learn about the country and how they've evolved and, of course, the tourism aspect of it. Lovely. That is definitely one I'm going to put on my list. I like to go to the pavilions uh, countries that I've been lucky enough to go to. And I've been to Haiti already, so I need to go to the other side of the island of uh, Hispaniola and visit the Dominican Republic. Nice start there. I like that one. Um, now, uh, I think you've got another few more for us. Oh, where, where, I where do. Where are you taking me next? So I'm taking you to Iran. Okay. And that's where I saw stunning carpets and rugs. So Iran's famed carpets are actually produced by hand. So there is no machinery that's involved. Mm -hmm. All of their rugs are handmade with silk and wool from their own silkworms and sheep. So the yarn is hand spun, bathed in natural vegetable dyes, and then it's dried in the sun. So you have the work itself of weaving the rugs, which can take years, right? Years. Years to get done. So it's usually one or two people that might be even doing one. So... I actually saw at the Iran Pavilion many of those rugs, and they're an absolute work of art. They show intricate patterns, mosques, cities, and the crazy thing is that the finest carpets are actually like an investment. So like buying maybe um, an antique car, yeah. their value actually rises significantly over the years. So the value of the fine Persian rugs increases the more they're treated on. Really? Or tread it on. Yeah. yeah. So um, the, the more wear and tear, the more it wear becomes and tear. kind of more like a vintage uh, uh, rug. And, exactly. and, and the price goes up. And the price goes up. Wow, I didn't know that. I did not. I a, thought <laughs> a second-hand market in, the, in, the, in those rugs. Yep, in the rugs, exactly. So with that, uh, that was a really nice thing to see and learn about. The next pavilion I'm taking you to is Poland. 
Poland, right. Um, and I believe you showed me a photograph of a rather large ice cream. Uh, did, did, did you partake of one of those ice I creams? I absolutely did. That was a <laughs> breakfast. And I actually uh, went there specifically to have it. So they're about maybe 12 inches tall. Okay. Uh, I want to say they look like a Burj Khalifa of ice cream. Okay. Uh, they taste fantastic too. So in terms of Poland, they're actually hosting a Chopin concert. So you can listen to a piano recital mm -hmm. of the works of Frederick Chopin. Um, he was a Polish-French pianist and composer of matchless genius. I mean, his work is yeah. really, really incredible. Yeah. So in terms of what they're hosting is um, sort of a recital that happens in the afternoon. So today at 4 p.m., then later at 6.30 and at 9. So anyone who's interested can just go head over there and listen. An ice cream and uh, some Chopin. And some music. What Sounds better combination? Like the perfect combination. <laughs> You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. You certainly are. And welcome back here to the show. We are live here from Expo 2020. It's a nice busy day. It's a beautiful day as we look out of our studio windows um, across the site. And we are joined by Nada Badram from Wanda with Nada. She's a tour guide here in Dubai, in Sharjah, and in Abu Dhabi as well. We're going to be talking about a scavenger hunt real soon. But uh, before we get to that, I believe we've got some robots that are actually doing deliveries. <laughs> Is that right? They are. So they're making food deliveries just all around the expo. So in Dubai, we absolutely, I think, love our delivery apps. Yeah. Um, and so at the click of maybe a button, you can have a meal that's sent over to your home, to your office. So I I was walking just outside here at the expo and I kind of hear someone talking <laughs> and I'm not like able to see them right so I look down and I see a robot that says hello I am Talabat on my way to deliver a delicious meal <laughs> imagine <laughs> I saw it sounded like the same voice of uh, Hal from uh, okay. Space Odyssey yeah um, so you have these robots which are actually equipped with cameras with radars and other sensors and they navigate by matching their surroundings to digital maps so if anything goes wrong you have also remote operators that take over so I don't know if we'll ever see larger robots uh, kind of driving on public roads and delivering food, but here at the expo site, it's actually quite manageable. Right. Um, so, you know, we see all these movies and these television series that we've watched for many years that show how robots are going to be taking over yeah. human jobs. Right. Well, I can say I have seen this at the expo. Are they, are they riding motorbikes yet? That, <laughs> that, that will, not yet. I not got to that yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe coming soon. All right. So uh, that's something. You've also been checking out some food um, options. I have. So my latest discovery is Dampa Seafood Grill. So they're actually quite popular in Dubai already. So yeah. like you said earlier, uh, in Dara. Um, but they actually serve fresh hot seafood. So shrimps, mussels, crabs, uh, clams in a delicious Cajun sauce. And it's all tipped onto the table with a mountain of rice. And so you basically go in and you eat with your hands as well. There's yeah. no cutlery. Yeah. They give you plastic gloves. You put yeah. them on and you then... You dig in. You dig in, exactly. <laughs> so no color required, and it was really pretty good. Uh, also very affordable, so less than 50 dirhams for a very big portion, okay. and I was eating for one. Right. Yeah, so excellent. definitely worth going to check out. So good value there when it comes to uh, food. Uh, and uh, where can we find Dampa? Dampa is also in uh, one of the pavilions. There. I mean, it's so hard to keep track of where's yeah. where. I usually have them on the map just kind of circled. Okay. Um, but yes, you can find the information online. The Expo website actually is really useful because if you look up a particular pavilion, they'll tell you exactly where it is. Mm -hmm. And when you do come, just download the app and you can navigate there like you would on Google Maps. 
Awesome. Okay. Now, uh, I want to come to this scavenger hunt and uh, a little bit. You're going to be out on a tour again um, this afternoon, but um, you're arranging a scavenger hunt around Dubai. Tell me, yes. tell me the details. Oh, yes. So this is actually taking place uh, tomorrow. So we're actually hosting a food scavenger hunt. So myself, Nada from Wander with Nada, in collaboration with Frying Pan Adventures. Oh, we love Frying Pan Adventures. They're fantastic. So yeah. we've basically combined to create this incredible scavenger hunt which is based on a fictional crime thriller oh wow yep so people basically are gonna have a crime that they need to solve we have planted clues we've planted puzzles anagrams the most complex stuff you will ever see <laughs> and to be able to solve this crime they have to eat food Imagine that. Does it get any better? I don't think. <laughs> that, that is some scavenger hunt, isn't it? It is. So uh, have we still got any slots left on it? Oh, we do. And we are actually hosting it in um, celebration of National Day. So on the long weekend, which is going to be on Saturday, December 4th, we're having a public scavenger hunt that people can join. Right. So the one for tomorrow is actually a corporate private one. Yep. But on that Saturday... Anyone who is eager to sign up, whether they're in teams, whether they're solo, and they just want to, you know, accept the mission that we have given them, uh, we would definitely look forward to having them there. Where can we sign up? Oh, website, of course. So wanderwithnother.com, also on the Frying Pan website. So you can just reach out to us and we will send you all the information. Fantastic, Nada. Um, thanks so much for coming in again and, uh, and telling us all about um, Expo 2020 and that scavenger hunt. We're going to sign up for that. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the show. We are live once again from Expo 2020 and uh, absolutely loving our time down here. Uh, now, next week, uh, we're going to be off uh, doing a bit of filming up when I'm in, uh, in the Singapore Pavilion. Yes, in the green amongst the nature. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be beautiful. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, but we're going to find out a little bit more about what's in store for us right now as uh, the General Commissioner, uh, Larry Nung, uh, joins us on the show from Singapore. How are you, Larry? Um, how are you? Very, very so good. We're happy to be here to share whatever you need to know about Singapore Pavilion. Yeah. And we welcome all visitors to Singapore Pavilion. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. I've been lucky enough to visit there several times. Now, let's start with all this greenery that everybody's talking yes. about. Um, tell me a little bit about the garden aspects of your pavilion. Uh, right. It is the greenest pavilion um, at the Expo 2020 Dubai. It's okay. for sure. Once you come in, you can see it's like a forest. Yeah. Yes, indeed it is. We have over 80,000 plants in the small plot of only 1,550 square meters. So do you have to water these every day? Um, we have drip irrigation. Oh, it's automatic. So did you bring the flowers over or plant them here? Well, we have both, just like the team of the Expo, Connecting Mice. <laughs> so when we decided that we should do something different in 2018, we flew here, we selected the site, mm. and we went to decide that we should have a green oasis over here. It's a tale of two climates. Yeah. We're bringing the tropical urban gardens in a desert climate yeah. so that everyone... In, in, in UAE and uh, surrounding uh, Middle East countries and international participants can enjoy what is a tropical urban climate. It's such a beautiful country. Have, have you brought any merlions over as well? That's, that's your national uh -huh. symbol, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, we have quite a few national symbols now because, uh, for example, the 
airport is like a national symbol in yeah. a way and the the famous boat on the three towers marina bay oh sands yeah. they always call that that is also in a way an icon we also have things like gardens by the bay which many of my visitors to singapore pavilion associate when once they come in oh it reminds me that i'm i was in gardens by the bay yeah mm. now uh, the actual theme um of your pavilion nature nurture and future wow so tell me you about it. tell me about the future and uh, the future what we can expect with, from oh, singapore well i thought it's good for me to just a quick words about nature nurture and the future can i do that yes go ahead of course nature nature actually indicates the integration of biophilic plants with architecture so that's what we have and it also reflects uh singapore aspiring vision to be a city in nature mm. in other words we're going to bring nature closer to the people nurture is very important you need the people you need collective mindsets of the people to ensure there is a precious balance between urbanization people and our ecology mm. so that's nature you need people power and of course future future of course is of course very important because we are talking about being forward looking and then we need to know what's tomorrow challenges as on all the cops you know climate change is the one yeah. key thing right yeah. it's so obvious and so therefore you need to adapt to the needs of generation to come we mustn't be selfish we uh, have exactly, to cater yeah. for our future generations yes. but i think that's gone back years in singapore i, I mean it's <laughs> probably the the cleanest city uh, that I've ever been in the air is you know so so clear to breathe in fact when it comes to owning a car it's not easy to own a car yeah. in Singapore is it uh, yes there are always plus and minus point because we are constrained by the land size yeah we are only 726 square kilometers which is very small smaller than even New York or Hong Kong or mm -hmm. many other places but we have to make do and manage our limited resources and so we are being branded as the cleanest yes you're right yeah. and also one of the greenest and smartest cities around yeah. so we're quite happy that we are small but we would like to connect with the world just like here connecting mice creating the future we want to connect with the 102 nations over here and create a better world for everybody and are all people as calm and funny as you because before you became on air <laughs> his surname is ng nung he goes you can call me larry no good it's fine <laughs> <laughs> well we are happy people yeah. back home That's although good. i don't think we are like is that finland that's uh, rank number the one happiest. yes uh, but uh, old or new because we always welcome lots of international visitors mm. it's sad that uh, we have this uh, impacted by the covid but i like to say we are going to be open from 6th of december onwards there is a vtl between singapore and uae vtls means vaccinated vaccinated traveling yeah. so all of you you're welcome to travel <laughs> to singapore with no quarantine from 6th December onwards. That's great news. Yes. Um, the, um, not only Singapore, the city, of course, but you've got the island of Sentosa, which is a real kind of tourist haven, isn't it? Just describe that island for us, for people that haven't yet visited. Uh, yes, um, because we are small, so we have decided that it's good to have a dedicated island by itself 
for the tourists in many ways and of course also for the local citizens. So many of the attractions are over in Sentosa. Uh, for example, we have the, one, the latest Universal Studio. Yeah. That's over there. And I remember as well, you've got a lovely underwater world there uh, uh, yes. as, as well. Which we I have the largest it. Southeast Asia aquarium in Southeast Asia, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you have one very big one here too. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk your fantastic cuisine because you've got a kind of a mini hawker center over in your pavilion. Of course, you're very famous for uh, crab. That is your fantastic... Chili crab. Chili crab. Yeah, pepper is, crab. You've got to have. And the latest is salted egg crab. Is it really? Yes. You have steamed crab, chili crab, salted egg crab, and pepper crab. Yes, you're right. Um, at the Singapore Pavilion, you have a taste of the Singapore hawker culture. We have Our hawker culture has been UNESCO inscribed, I think, last year. Yeah. And we are very happy to share with our visitors the famous local food in Singapore. So you the the uh, they're very famous for fried Hokkien mee, samba, uh, fried rice. They are the top two sellers. And you can even have not the whole chili crab dish, but you have a bun, a pao they call it. Yeah. But inside the filling is chili crab filling. <laughs> yes. You don't have it big but you can have it small but the taste is similar. We've got our lunch sorted out now, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes, you're all welcome. I'm always hungry. Yeah, sure, you're welcome. <laughs> Just let me know. You have my card. So how have you enjoyed being uh, participating in Expo twenty twenty? What are what are your impressions of um, of this? First of all, I must praise the you, uh, Expo organizer and UAE. I think they are fantastic. You know, I think this is the most successful, um, greatest show on earth, all right? Yep, and yep. gathering 192 countries together and uh, more, more successful than many other international organizations that's happened over the past two years of the pandemic. And I, I have to salute them. And uh, we are all enjoying gathering together. And it seems to me like there is no pandemic here over in Dubai. And it's really marvelous. Mm. Of course, it's up to individuals to take uh, precautions yourself. Yeah, but it's been managed very, very it well. Is, it is really wonderful. And I would like to thank UAE uh, and the Expo organizer for the splendid job they have done. And I think so far, almost two months now, everyone is happy. When I uh, network with all the uh, Commission General, they totally agree with me that this is the best show. Well, let me tell you, you are the happiest commissioner we've had <laughs> on, on our radio show. <laughs> thank for you, sure. thank you. And we love you, Larry. <laughs> um, so we're going to come and say hi. Uh, get us some of those bread with your, with your chili crab in there. We're going to oh, come yeah, and say hello. Come, yes. And thank you for joining us uh, on Lunch with Lloyd. Thank you. Can I just welcome all the listeners here of the radio? Please, you, we welcome all visitors to the Singapore Pavilion. Larry, Larry Nung, thank you so much for being with us on the show.